0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, impact performers in a February frenzy of college basketball. Which BYU hoopster will make the biggest impact down the
1: stretch? BYU Star Center Eric Mika will most certainly factor into that conversation,
0: and he will join us live in Studio B. Plus, the West Coast Conference Baseball Freshman of the Year, Keaton Kringland, will help us preview the bat season opener against 21st-ranked Georgia Tech. Let's go.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason
0: Shepard. Jason, are we live? We are live. Yes, we are. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter. Of BYU fans everywhere. Congratulations to all of you surviving another Valentine's Day. It is now Wednesday, February 15th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Lego Movie's critic Jason Shepard, because you've seen both now. I now have
1: seen both. Yes, Monday night, I took the family uh, to see Lego Batman. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But it really is one of those movies you're gonna have to see multiple times. Because you know there are those movies where you laugh uncontrollably, but you realize while you're laughing you're missing more jokes? Yes. Yeah, that's that movie. So it is not a one-time seeing. You gotta see it multiple times just to okay. make sure you get it all.
0: So over the last, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes, a little debate has been brewing it's here heated. among the BYU Sports Nation crew. And that is, which is the better of the Lego movies, the Lego Batman movie or the original Lego movie? I can't factor into this because I haven't seen Lego Batman yet, and I I want to. I want to more so now than ever before because I've been listening to this conversation. I want to have an opinion, but I'm following you and our producer Ben Bagley and a number of others that have seen the movie. What do you think, man? See, now... The problem with this is by saying I don't want to demean the other, okay? Because
1: it really would be kind of like a one and a one A. I don't want to like a cop out with the answer, but ultimately I'm going with the Lego Movie. Oh, the original. Going with the original, okay? Like Lego Batman was great. The one liners were just perfect.
2: That's <laughs> nope, wrong, Jason. Wrong. You <laughs> no, are no, no. wrong. No, nope, <laughs> but it's Lego but Batman. The first not one. Even close.
1: The Lego Movie is is still. Better in my opinion, <laughs> but again, that's not taking anything away from Lego Batman because it was great. I don't know oh, how many doesn't
2: make any sense to me. At all.
0: <laughs> I don't know how many of you have seen it out there, but maybe this is an early poll question on BYU Sports Nation that has nothing to do with sports, but it's something that I'm interested to know. For those of you that have seen it, original Lego movie or Batman, the Lego Batman movie, which is better? Sound off. Help us out. I need Spencer, to know.
2: Spencer, j- j- just take it for a fact. <laughs> If the producer says it's better, it's better. <laughs> Lego Batman, bar none.
1: Okay, it is. Like, here's the
0: deal: it's still a must see. Okay, yes, it is a must. So, is it like an A plus and an A in your mind? The A plus being a Lego movie, and the A being Lego Batman? Yeah, I mean,
1: if if we're saying that that one has to be an A plus, yeah, I'm giving the A plus okay.
0: to the Lego movie. Why heck
1: no! <laughs> <laughs> because here's how many times, like, revolutionary. Wouldn't you say that that movie? It changed my it, life, chase, Well, wow. Okay. Well, I didn't see you going there, but <laughs> yeah. but like that's that was the first of its kind to be something like that. You know, I, it,
2: if it was, if it all came down and everything was even, what put Batman the Lego Batman movie over the top was there wasn't the annoying everything is awesome. So oh see, wait, are you okay, saying so, the
1: Lego Batman movie versus the movie over the top? Did you just of say everything that? Everything is awesome. Hmm. I'm telling you. The fact that everything is awesome is in the first one
0: did factor into it. My emotions are mixed. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. I've gotta see the movie. You first need to and see foremost. the movie, and then I wanna get your opinion okay. on this. All right. With that in mind, let's bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines.
2: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: Led off by this, the NFL has released its official list of combined participants. Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams, and Harvey Longy will rep the Y at the NFL Combine as they get ready for the draft. Combine held February 28th through March 6th in Indianapolis. Good luck to both of those guys. Yeah, are you one of the guys that
1: will watch the NFL Combine, like, straight through? I will watch for certain players, but I'm not the guy. And usually I will watch stuff like that, but the Combine, for some reason...
0: I can't, I can't watch. But I know people that will religiously watch like the six days of the combine. It's fun, and I think people are thirsty for football in that moment because the Super Bowl has been over for a number of weeks. So, but I'm not there. You know, I'm too. I'm too in the middle of basketball and yeah. baseball season starting up yes. for BYU. That I, I'll watch Jamal and Harvey. Exactly. Yes. But after that, like it's just you know what. That's enough for me
1: until the draft. Not when they interview uh, yeah. your, your Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Marvin Lewis? Hey, if he's
0: interested in Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy, maybe I'll uh, throw Marvin Lewis into that as oh, well. That's not gonna going to happen. because He's a great guy, by the
1: way. They're both going to Kansas City. Okay. You mentioned basketball, and it is payback week for men's hoops as they look to avenge losses earlier this season against San Diego and St. Mary's.
2: Haas, down to for us. Career high! For Mika.
1: And that guy right there, Eric Mika, will be joining us in studio today to talk more
0: about tomorrow's matchup. It's been too long since Eric Mika joined us in <laughs> Studio B. In fact, one of my favorite shows ever in the history of BYU Sports Nation. We're well over 900 shows now. Was the day that Jamal Williams and Eric Mika (laughs) were on the same show? That is quite the absolute chaos. Yeah, quite the uh, the the zaniness, if you will. (laughs) Coming off a nice showing in Mexico, including an upset over number thirteen Washington. By the way, Washington's ranked number eight now because they beat number one and number two after they lost to BYU. The BYU Cougar softball team enters the coaches' poll ranked 25th. This is the first time the ladies have been ranked since 2011. The team plays in the Di Marini Desert Classic in Las Vegas starting on Thursday. From Las Vegas to, how about this, Hawaii. Men's golf will be traveling
1: to Hawaii to compete in the John A. Burns Intercollegiate. 18 teams will play 54 holes over three days. The Cougars placed 13th last year at this event.
0: Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority.
2: You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU
0: Sports Nation. February impact. Crunch time. Clutch time, the time when it matters most, right? The final push. And speaking specifically of college basketball, that's the month of February. I like to call it the February frenzy before the conference tournaments that allow all the teams to make a legit case to get in the NCAA tournament other than winning their tournament. For BYU, things don't look great right now in that at large conversation. But that doesn't mean they can't make a push with some opportunistic games approaching in the February frenzy. So, Jason, who's going to step up for the why? Roll out the Twitter question.
1: Which BYU Hoops player is poised to have the greatest impact down the stretch? Ooh,
0: okay. All right. First tweet in from Matt Mellow The same player who has had the biggest impact all season... Eric Mika. Do you agree or disagree, Jason? Uh,
1: It just so happens, Melocopter, that I agree with you. (laughs) You were very smart today. Yeah, I'm going with Eric Mika, and for one of the biggest reasons is the reason he mentioned. He's been the biggest impact player for the Cougars all season long. He is the focal point of the offense. BYU's offense runs through Eric Mika, as it should. He is the team's best player. He's putting up the biggest numbers. And so everything goes through him. He he draws so much attention that he's responsible for also getting other guys involved. Because if the double team comes down to him, or sometimes the triple team, it's his opportunity to pass, find the open man, and kind of facilitate for his other teammates. The other part about it is, it's not just on the offensive side that you have to pay attention to Eric Mika. You have to worry about him On the defensive side as well. He leads the WCC in block shots right now. So his presence on defense alters what the opposition wants to do. So not only can he score and put up points, he can take points away
0: because he's such a presence on defense. To put this in perspective, Eric Mika, Jason's impact player, is one of three or four guys in all of college basketball that averages over 20 points and over nine rebounds a game. He is an elite company. There's a reason that he's on the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar watch list, right, for the best center in the nation. I don't disagree with the fact that he is the focal point of the offense. But because he is the focal point and he gathers so much attention, teams are starting to attack him in innovative and unique ways. It slowed him down a little bit in the last part of this conference schedule, Because they're becoming familiar with him, right? They know he's so good, so they have to develop a game plan around him. That means there's an opportunity for somebody else to step up. So before I give you my answer, Jason, a little foreshadowing to who it's going to be, let me rewind to last February when Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher were the go-to guys for BYU basketball, and teams were planning around those guys. Somebody stepped up. He was a freshman. His name was Nick Emery. And in February, you're not really a freshman anymore, right? No, you played long enough. you played long enough to not be, like, fresh off the yellow bus. So I think it will be another freshman in February, and his name is TJ Hawes. This shouldn't be a surprise to fans of BYU Sports Nation because I've been saying it all year. He's the linchpin. He's the X Factor, the glue guy. I expect him to make the biggest impact as the Cougars try and make a run late in the season because when he plays well – they win, Jason. It's crazy the difference between his shooting percentage, for, for instance. In the 18 wins that BYU has this year, he's shooting an average of 46%. Compare that to the nine losses, 36%. That is a significant drop-off from one player. And on the guard line, you've seen how important the three-pointer has been this year for BYU because they don't shoot a lot. Not nearly as many as they have in the past. So when some of those three-pointers go in, is going to win games. And T.J. Haas is taking a lot of those three-pointers. So if you want to gauge success for BYU, that 46% mark is something to watch the rest of the way. BYU is 11-1 and 1 when T.J. Haas shoots 46% or better. Look, I love what T.J. Haas
1: brings. And it's not just from his ability to shoot the ball and score, especially score in bunches. The thing that I like about T.J. Haas, and I think will increase over his career at BYU, is the fact that he's the guy that's going to be bringing BYU into their offense. He's going to have the ball initially, and I've said this all season long, I love T.J. Haas when he's driving to the basket. I mean, as good as he is shooting from the perimeter— he makes things happen when he drives hard to the hoop. Whether it's facilitating with a pass, a nice over-the-shoulder pass, which I believe he should patent because he's perfect at that, or getting to the rim for a layup, his ability to get to the rim is very impressive, and I think that that's something that that I think he could even do more of. So, I mean, I completely understand why you would say T.J. Haas, but for right now, everything about this offense Begins and ends with Eric Mika. That's why I'm going with Mika. It, it, this offense, this team goes
0: as Eric Mika goes. He's been the most consistent player, Eric Mika. TJ Haas, however, I feel like will have the greatest opportunity to impact BYU down the stretch. It, I think that's crazy. 46%. You mark it down. Everybody across BYU Sports Station, when you look at the box score, if TJ Haas shoots 46% or better in the game, they're going to win. They're going to win. That is nuts. They have a losing record when he doesn't do that. 7-8. and Huh? That's nuts. Well, it's
1: probably uh, appropriate that we both went with those two players because both of them have had a huge impact on the floor in conference, which brings us towards the end of the day. All right.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation Stat of the Day. Eric
1: Mika and TJ Hawes are the only two BYU Cougars to have 400 plus minutes of play in conference games this season. Well,
0: well, well. They are on the floor a lot. They play a ton of minutes, and that's not going to change (laughs) through February. Now, it's interesting who else could factor into this conversation, right? I know that Yoli Childs is a name fresh in the minds of BYU sure. fans because of what he did against San Francisco. 23 points, 17 rebounds, and the way he did that was like, whoa. You know? Blaine Fowler comes in here and is like, it reminded me of a freshman, Kawhi Leonard, when he was at San Diego State. people are like, stop it, Blaine. But hey, you know, he's got some people's attention. Nick Emery is another guy that you're just waiting. To have him go off, Because you know he's capable of that. Yes, he's done it. He scored 37 against San Francisco, and I think 36 against Santa Clara. Tied the BYU record with 10 three-pointers in that San Francisco game. I mean, he's capable of just going absolutely bonkers in a game. I would say
1: that maybe if you're looking for a bright spot in this conversation beyond just the two, the fact that you can make a case for two or three, maybe even four other players. What about Elijah Bryant? Exactly. I I think that bodes well for BYU from a talent perspective, that you've got enough guys that you can count on that you say, you know what, this person legitimately could be the difference moving forward.
0: What's Trending brought to you by Ahern Rentals, offering commercial and residential high-lift equipment at more than 80 locations nationwide. Ahern Rentals since 1953. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Send in your impact players, BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, the Freshman of the Year in West Coast Conference Baseball. But first, it is Eric Mika of BYU Basketball. Stay with us. Keaton Kringland on the way. BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And when you tweet, use the hashtag BYUSN. Vince Hoops hosts the San Diego Toreros tomorrow
1: night, 11 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen to the game on BYU Radio. Watch on ESPNU.
0: It's another one of those cases where BYU loses that game on the road, and I feel like... They should win by fifteen or twenty tomorrow. On their yeah, I mean, just a floor. complete role reversal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everything that went against them in San Diego, I fully expect to be a strength for them on their home. <laughs> yeah, right. good grief. Our Twitter question today: Which BYU basketball player is poised to have the greatest impact down the stretch? What does at the Brennan Lewis say, Jason? They need Stephen
1: Bayo to step up and play good defense and score when LJ Rose is out.
0: A Steven Bayo shout out. Now is Steven Bayo the guy that's stepping up for LJ Rose, or is it Elijah Bryant? You would think it's Elijah Bryant. It would right? be Elijah Bryant or
1: even TJ Hawes, in a way.
0: Yeah, how much will Bayo play now that there are more minutes available due to the injury for LJ I Rose?
1: like what Steven Bayo brings.
0: Consistency, He's yeah. Smart the coaches trust him to make the good play, take a good shot. He's been a nice bright spot. I, I've enjoyed watching Stephen Bayo play. I, I like his game. He's a freshman and joining us now a freshman that made a huge impact for BYU baseball last year. Can you believe it? It's baseball time for BYU Keaton Kringland, the reigning West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year in Studio B. Keaton, welcome to the show, man.
3: Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Holy cow. There.
0: It's February and you're playing baseball in a no, few days. What's no, going through your mind?
3: Just the excitement. I'm really excited to get out there with the boys and compete and just have a great time in Georgia and hopefully win some ball games.
1: Well, speaking of excitement, uh, congratulations! You got engaged last week.
3: Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. Appreciate
1: so it. here's my question. Now, for those that don't know, you you uh, are now engaged to former BYU volleyball star McKenna Santiago. Yep. So uh, first of all, we expect in about 20 years to have some kids enrolled at BYU by oh. default. Yes, great athletes. What was more pressure filled for you? Proposing to McKenna or hitting a ninety five mile
3: an hour fastball? Proposing to McKenna. <laughs> <laughs> Take us to the moment, man. What was that like? Um just just nerves and excitement. Um just walking just walking to um the temple where I I was gonna propose was just my nerves were going. I think she could tell something was going on because um I was kinda walking slower and um it was just exciting and nerve wracking, but it worked out better than I uh, had planned. So holy cow!
0: So did she? Did she catch the signals
3: then? She didn't. She didn't catch the signals. Oh. She said, "Okay." She said after that she had the slightest clue, but everything else was was surprising.
0: Nice, Keaton Kringlin and McKenna Santiago making a push for BYU Sports Nation Power Couple here. Yes, you know it. Very good stuff. Yeah, congratulations uh, from all of us here at BYU SN. Well, now that that's out of the way, baseball next, man. Yep. Okay? So, as you go to Georgia, you take on a ranked team to begin, 21st ranked Georgia yep. Tech. In fact, your schedule's loaded
3: this yep, year. Exactly. Uh
0: why or why not do you like the challenge of that schedule this early in the season?
3: Well, that's what we want. Last year we um had a great first half of the season, you know, winning like 18 games in a row or something. And just to have those, those teams in our conference, Georgia Tech, um, Kennesaw State, at the fir- our first two games of the season. I mean, those are good teams, and, and that's where we want to be, and that's, that's where we know we are right now. That's where we want to be, and that's where we know we, what we can do. Your, your offseason consisted of playing more baseball, so I know that you've been spending a lot of time
1: working on your game, improving. Well, what aspect of your game did you
3: want to improve the most heading into this year? I think just um, working on hitting off speed pitches. You know, last year I was in the six, seven spot in the lineup and I got a lot of fastballs. And this year I'll probably start out batting in the fourth spot and they're going to throw more breaking balls early in the count. So just recognizing balls and strikes um, with a curveball and, and getting a good swing on it. Look at those numbers. Man,
0: I think that's an appropriately labeled uh, full screen for those that can't see it on BYU TV. It says King Kringlin hit 369, 5 home runs and again the 2016 West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year. So, you set the bar pretty high, man. Uh, what are you hoping to see in terms of numbers and statistics this year?
3: Um obviously I would like to improve. Um those are those are pretty high high numbers, but I think it's I think it's possible to improve. I just Need to stay positive in my at bats. If I if I get down then my next at bat I still have to to stay positive and just get get a right swing on the ball or just see the right pitches to improve my numbers because and it's overall just helping the team to do to do my job and to do what I can to help the team. Were you ever not smiling on the field last year? (laughs) I just love I just love playing ball. That's my biggest thing. I think I'll I'll love to play ball when I'm 50 with my kids, you know. <laughs> um I just love to play ball, so every time I catch a fly ball or hit a double, you know I'm going to be smiling. Do you, do you think that that helps in your game because
1: like I mean, your positivity is I mean, it's through the roof. You're always smiling. How much can that help you if you maybe go through a game where you're 0 for 3 or 0 for 4?
3: Um baseball's a tough sport. It's it's the hardest sport um, in the world, to me, because you do have those games where you go 0 for three, 0 for four, and you're thinking, "Do I even come to the ballpark tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I gonna? What am I thinking? And you're just thinking to stay positive. My thoughts are stay positive in my next game. If I go 0 for four, you know I'm not gonna walk up to the fans, to my family, with my head hanging or I just have to you just have to stay positive in those situations because baseball will get you down more than more than five times in a season. So you just have to stay positive and that that's what helps me is I just focus on being happy and getting ready to go. Caiton Kringland, West
0: Coast Conference freshman of the year in twenty sixteen with us in Studio B. Your team was picked to finish fourth in the West Coast Conference preseason poll. How do you assess a preseason poll like that
3: that's what we want you, we want to be fourth I mean it, we would like to be you know we'd like to be picked to be number one but we just like to prove people wrong and that's what we're gonna do you know um it just it just brings more drive to us to finish out the season strong and you know get that number one spot in the west coast conference
1: I don't know, last year you guys were picked fifth, and uh, what did you end up doing? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: first ever yeah, first, regular season
1: champion. Yeah, so yeah. that worked out quite well. Exactly. Who on the team has caught your eye, and uh, you say, you know what man, that guy could have a pretty big year for us this year. That's the thing, that's the
3: thing. It's everyone. Our lineup is is stacked. We, we have Daniel Schneeman leading us off, Brennan Anderson, Tanner Chauncey, me, Colton Shaver, Brock Hale, Bronson, Larson, I mean, there's not a... So pitchers will not get a uh, a night off at all of then? No, you, like you strike me out, you got Colton Shaver. <laughs> <laughs> you strike him out, you got Brock Hale, and, and we can all change the game with one swing of a bat. And that's that's the exciting thing. You, you get a runner on, you're down two, Brock Hale hits a bomb, Colton Shaver hits a bomb, and we're right back in it. And that's what that's the exciting thing is that our bats are going to be live and our pitchers are going to keep us in ball games.
1: Is there, a, is there a young or a new player that maybe didn't play last year that you expect to have a big year?
3: Um I'm hoping Kyle Dean yeah rips it up, you know. Um just just seeing the struggle of injuries and it's just exciting to get him back on the field and you know hopefully me and him are out there snagging fly balls, you know, smiling and and hitting doubles.
0: Caten Kringlin with us on BYU Sports Nation previewing the BYU baseball season. They open up in Georgia against Georgia Tech. What would be considered a successful
3: season for this team? You know, obviously we want to make a, a regional, and that's our goal. That's our goal from the start, but we just have to take it one game at a time. And I think if we do that and just want, just have the drive to win ball ballgames, um, just have the mentality of let's win. Let's go out there and just compete as hard as we can and win. And that could take us a long ways. You never know. Um, We want a regional, but I think we can be a College World Series team if we have that drive to win ballgames.
0: Fifteen years since BYU made an NCAA tournament regional. You're due, man.
3: We're due. We're due.
0: (laughs) You're due. It's great to have you with us. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Um, I can't remember if you have signed our stretch-wide flag or not. Not yet. I think you need to do that right now. You know it. Okay. You anywhere you want. Keaton Greenland, WCC Freshman of the Year in 2016, ready to go in 2017. He signs the flag, gets the karma. It's game time now. I can't wait for baseball. Which BYU Hoops player is poised to have the greatest impact down the stretch? Maybe you think it's one Eric Mika, who just so happens to be in Studio B with us. He joins us next. It's Revenge Week for the Cougars. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard broadcasting in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio Simulcast on BYU TV. As always, we are on demand anytime, anywhere you want it. If you just missed it, Keaton Kringlin, the reigning West Coast Conference Baseball Freshman of the Year, talked about expectations. He made it very clear the Cougars have one goal. It's something they haven't done in 15 years If you want more of that interview, download the podcast or check it out on BYU TV and the BYU Radio apps. Women's
1: Hoops travels to San Diego tomorrow to face the Toreros. You can hear the game at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio.
0: Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, the NFL has released its list of Combine participants. Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy will rep the Y at the Combine in Indianapolis as they get ready for the NFL draft that's held February 28th through March 6th. It's payback week for men's basketball as they look to avenge losses earlier
1: this season against San Diego and St. Mary's. Haas, down to Mika for a career high! 31 for Mika! And that guy, Eric Mika, is going to join us coming up in just about 30 seconds.
0: All right. Coming off a nice showing in Mexico, including a win over ranked Washington. The BYU softball team back in the coaches' poll for the first time since 2011. Ranked 25th, they play in the DiMarini Desert Classic in Las Vegas starting Thursday. Men's golf
1: travels to Hawaii to compete in the John A. Burns Intercollegiate. 18 teams will play 54
0: holes over three days. The Cougars placed 13th last year at this event. As promised, the Biggin, Eric Mika, back in Studio B. Good to be back. Hey, it's good to have you, man. Survive Valentine's Day. Six months of marriage under your belt. We just talked to Keaton Kringland. He's Almost. got engaged. Yep. Uh, what What advice would you would you give Keaton Kringland uh, as as a newlywed man?
4: Um, I don't know. This this is probably the toughest question you ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of things you could. I yes. don't know. There's a lot of good advice out there. I don't know. I think not as much changes as you think. And then the, the things that do change, you just got to embrace it, you know, get used to it and love your new life, and and then you'll be happy. That's how it is. Just do the dishes, right? <laughs> and do the dishes. Make the bed. <laughs> Make Pull the, the laundry. Pick up
1: a little bit every once in a while. Honestly.
4: Yeah. Do some things. No, I'm kind of a neat freak, so we don't really have that problem at my house, which I think my wife is happy about.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Very cool. All right, Eric. you and I have a connection that you probably are not aware of. <laughs> nope. <laughs> My wife used to babysit your wife. Oh, I didn't know that.
4: Actually. <laughs> I, I so, didn't know here, that. I don't know why I knew that, but I did. Well,
1: it's probably because my wife talked to your wife at a women's basketball yeah. game and said, "Hey, I know you probably don't remember me, but I used to babysit you." So
4: I can thank your wife for the person that my wife is.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I uh, was going to ask you how much does that change How much does that change our relationship? Because <clears throat> I'm pretty sure that that means we're semi related.
4: That's true. So I feel like normally... Uncles take nephews out to lunch every once, oh, once in a while, so you tell me.
1: Okay. It's yeah, good okay. call, Eric. All right, all right. Yeah, where are you guys going to lunch, Boy, that backfired Turn
4: the me. tables. <laughs> that
1: backfired.
0: Eric Mika with us on BYU Sports Nation, one of three NCAA players averaging over 20 points a game and nine rebounds and has dramatically increased his free throw percentage. What's been the best part about this second season for you, Eric, coming off uh, your freshman campaign and then a two-year mission and then seeing so much growth?
4: Um, I think it, it's been cool for me. It's cool for anyone to see hard work pay off. Um, we've talked about things that I worked on in the off season, things that the coaches wanted me to work on. And um, I worked hard, and, and it's definitely paying off. I'm doing a lot better in, in some of those things. Uh, honestly, this year has been the best for me because this team is awesome. I think, you know, no offense whatsoever to any team I've ever played for. Um, high school, AAU, or even my first year at BYU, but this year has just been an absolute blast because every guy on the team is just a good guy that, that wants the best for his teammates, and there's nobody who excludes, there's nobody who feels excluded, and it's just it's been a lot of fun getting to know these guys and, and getting better with them.
1: Well, as you mentioned, there's a lot of guys on this team playing well. Uh, we'll ask you our Twitter question. Which player on this team do you think is poised to have the greatest impact down the stretch?
4: Uh, I don't know. That's, that's another tough question. Cause you said, uh, a lot of guys are playing well. And I think one good thing about this team, one of the best things about this team is any given night, it could be someone else. I mean, we saw Yoli just absolutely explode on, on Saturday at 23 and 17, which, you know, who does that? And I mean, we know that Nick can, can go off. We know TJ can go off. We know Eli can go off. We know guys on the bench can, can come in and contribute big minutes. And so I think it's hard to, to pin one player but you know if I'm going to I'd I'd put Eli up there as one of the potentials just cuz I think he's still finding his his game, you know, he's got such a good game and I think he's finally feeling really comfortable with it and how it fits into the system and you can definitely see that in practice and and all of us are getting better together in practice. It's just got to translate a little bit more to the game, but you know, it could be any of us but I'll just I'll go with Eli.
0: It's obviously tough to be patient and when your team is young and for whatever awful reason you've lost both seniors to uh injuries, LJ Rose and Kyle Davis, and so a young team got even younger. How do you manage the ups and downs that come with being a young college basketball team and, and try and stay positive and keep working hard?
4: Yeah, I think uh you said it right there, it's just staying it's staying positive and maybe seeing things from a bigger standpoint, from from a greater perspective.
0: Oh, and, you mean you don't see everything in tunnel vision, Eric? No,
4: I try not to. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I was gone for two years. I tried figuring this out. Um, but, but you know, taking taking our hits and, and, you know, not just being down on ourselves, but learning from it and sticking together has been the biggest thing. And coaches have emphasized that game after game because um, – you know if anyone's not happy with our performance in those games it's us you know other people are upset but the people that are the most bummed are us cuz we've worked hard we love each other we want to be successful together so it's it's easy to get down on ourselves and think oh well you know this is it's over because we lost to this team or we lost this game but you know it's just it's all about moving forward improving not necessarily looking to the future like oh well you know this year's done we'll go we'll worry about next year because that's the the wrong thing to do but but thinking okay we got a, we got another game so let's just go win that and i think we've done a decent job of responding to losses um overall this season we just got to get rid of those losses uh, respond well to wins you heard us mention in the headlines we called it payback week
1: to you know, to to get against teams that, that you've had losses with as you prepare to face these teams, is there a sense of we owe them as you prepare to take on these teams?
4: Yeah, I think um, there definitely is um, an edge to us as we're we're preparing. Especially, if, I mean, the San Diego game is first, and so that's the game we're focused on. And uh, between the two games that we lost, we we definitely did not play like ourselves more in that San Diego game. And so I think we're we're excited. We're getting ready, and and we have a, a definite edge to our preparation and, and to our mentality going into this game that I think we, we miss sometimes.
0: I'm fascinated by something that uh, you just said. Eric Mika with this, BYU Star Center on BYU Sports Nation, and that is this is your favorite team that you've ever played on despite the struggles and the frustrations that have come with you know, losses. You feel like, oh, we shouldn't have those. But I guess there's something to the, to the fact that when you go through struggles like that, it, it kind of brings you closer together and and makes you a tight knit group. What have you noticed about that dynamic and and in playing into why this is your favorite team?
4: Um, you know, I think it whether you're having the the best season with maybe one or two losses, or or you're having a tougher one like like we've had. Like you said, we've lost games that we know we shouldn't lose, and and that um, we're definitely capable of winning. And that's an understatement. Um, But I think you realize once you get to a certain point in the season is that all you have is each other. Um, You know, It's great to have other people say you're awesome and you're the best (laughs) and you feel good, but then about 10 minutes later, someone else is going to say something exactly the opposite. And so you really figure out quick um, how much you need each other, how much you depend upon each other, and how at the end of the day, you're the guys that know what's going on in practice – you're the guys that did all the sprints and all the weightlifting in the summer and struggled together. So so being able to do that with guys you like and guys that you respect and guys that you love is, is something really special. Uh, my nephew, Eric Mika, joining us here
0: in uh, Studio <laughs> <we go>. B.
1: <laughs> when are you going to lunch, <laughs>
0: Unc? Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh,
1: I was really impressed with the way the team performed at San Francisco. I thought that was a really big win. How much did... Did you guys need to have that type of positive outcome on the road?
4: Yeah, I think we needed it for a number of reasons and I think um number 1 was we need to win on the road. You know, coach coach was excited coming into Monday and Tuesday's practices because he said we won on the road and we didn't talk to the refs. And so that's big for us because that's been a problem both of those things and so for us to go do both of those things against a good San Francisco team that that's right behind us in the WCC standings was was big time as a is a confidence booster and this game's all about confidence so
0: talking with Eric Mika in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation what are your goals for the rest of this season because everybody's excited about the future and what lies ahead but you said look we we still got things to accomplish this year what are what are your goals for the rest of this season
4: Yeah um Yeah, that's actually a good question. Funny, I have written in my notes of my phone goals for the rest of the season. So I still got to sit down and really think about um, different things, both individual and from a team standpoint. But, you know, when I look at it from a big picture, I think we have two of the top 25 teams that we're playing in the next two weeks. And then we'll probably get a third, maybe a fourth shot at them within two more weeks after that.
0: Yeah, it's a unique opportunity it's, like in a condensed amount of time. It's
4: a really unique opportunity that not a lot of teams get at this point of the season, both where we're at and where the season is at. Um and so we, we just need to win games. We need to play better against teams we lost to. We lost to three of these four teams. Um and just take one at a time and, and prove to to everyone, but more importantly to ourselves that that we're better than we've played before and And, you know, if this is when you catch momentum, then that's awesome because it's a lot better than than figuring it out maybe later and then dropping off right now. But coming together right now um, is is a definite goal for us and just kind of hitting our our high right at the right moment. I I don't know how many people bring it up
1: to you specifically. I know it's something that's talked about with fans, but when, when people bring up the NBA stuff with you, is that something that bothers you? How do you handle that?
4: Um you know, I think I think it's same kind of thing, same kind of mindset. Um, is I just tell people, and it, I wouldn't say it bothers me. You know, people can ask questions; that's normal. But um, you know, I let them know I'm focused on one game at a time, and that's that's the way we got to do it. We got to finish this season strong. What happens in the future really doesn't matter to me because we have we have some big games to go win.
0: Eric Mika with us. Uh... And uh, we thank you for coming in, man, during a busy week, revenge week here. Revenge week, man. On, on BYU Sports Nation, as we've dubbed it. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, man, All right. for uh, the San Diego and St. Mary's games.
4: <laughs> I know you're amped up for these games. Man. I am, oh, I am. I may be playing it cool, but I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'll see you at the family reunion in the okay. summer. <laughs> good, good. I'll see you there, man.
0: My goodness. Yeah, yeah. You better better live up to the billing now, Jason. You set yourself up. I
1: just want to make sure I'm the cool uncle. That's all I care
0: about. (laughs) You know how to be the cool uncle. It's take your nephews to lunch.
4: Yes, yes. Munal sounds good. (laughs) Exactly. Eric, great to talk to you, man. Good to be here.
0: Up next, big deal, no deal, including this week of games for BYU Basketball. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard hanging out in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. We just talked to Eric Mika, and we asked him, how do you handle all of the NBA talk that is lingering out there in the future? Interesting response from him. And why this specific BYU basketball team is his favorite ever, at any level. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah. Number three, men's volleyball
1: is back at the Smithfield House on uh, Friday night, hosting at UCSD. The match starts at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio, as well as the apps.
0: Twitter question today, which BYU Hoops player is poised to have the greatest impact down the stretch? Jason Shepard thinks it's going to be the most consistent player this season, Eric Mika. I think it's going to be my season-long X Factor, TJ Haas. At B-Royal Blue Cook says, Yoli Childs is on the brink of next level stuff, having a second inside threat equal to Eric Mika would be huge. Ask San Francisco if it was a huge impact. Goodness, 23 points and 17 rebounds. On that note, I think uh, we may just talk about this BYU basketball team at some point during Big Deal, No Deal.
2: Big Deal. No deal. Brought to you
0: by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over sixty five years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one.
2: Revenge Week for BYU basketball. Big deal, no deal. Ooh,
0: Jason, take this one first. Well, yeah, it's a big
1: deal. I mean, these are this is these are two teams that BYU lost to. The one that I, I think would bother most people is the San Diego loss. So with San Diego coming in. Absolutely, it's a big deal. You want to get that back. You want to prove to them that that was a fluke, what happened there. Come back on your floor and take care of business. So yeah, absolutely, it's a big deal to be able to have these two teams
0: back here in Provo. St. Mary's is playing in Provo.
1: Yeah. Oh, and they're what,
0: 22nd in the country right now? A ranked St. Mary's team is playing in Provo this week. So yes, it is a big deal. In fact... I don't know what it was back in the Mountain West Conference days. Whenever BYU would play UNLV, just this fire would light inside of me. I couldn't stand the Rebels when they played (laughs) BYU. Like like more so than when BYU played Utah in basketball. BYU-Utah rivalry in football is one thing. But in basketball, it was always like, oh, UNLV. I have now taken that focus off of the Rebels and put it on St. Mary's. Like, they have just. They just, they just, you've just slid it over from one team to the other. I like some people at St. Mary's. You know, I'm good friends with their play by play guy. He's a great guy. But I just, when BYU plays them in basketball, but you wish them nothing but pain. It is just rivalry in its fullest, purest fashion. Wow, I have not seen this side of you. I just, yeah. Wow. I I'm going to be can't honest with you. stand gonna... St. Mary's when they play BYU. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> this, this is good. I you like this? this. Yeah, I you like this. this. I like seeing this side of you.
2: <laughs> Angry Spencer. Yes. <laughs>
0: this is... Yeah, maybe this is Angry okay. Spencer. St. Mary's
1: brings it out every Although, year. you know, you, know you, you start to do it a little bit. Maybe it opens the
0: floodgate. No. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, there's that, too. That is recorded forever and ever, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about the Gales, but it, there have just been these rivalry moments like, I just, oh, I can't stand those guys. I just want BYU to beat St. Mary's. Okay. Full-on fan is coming out Likeness. right now. Let's Likeness. go. Likeness. Number two.
2: Big deal, no deal. Only two BYU Cougars invited to the NFL Combine. You
1: know, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no deal. Okay, and, and and I mean I I don't think that it's only two. I think it's a, I think it's awesome that BYU has two players going to the combine. The reason I say no deal is because I fully expected both of them to go to the combine. Okay, so I mean it, it's they deserve to go to the combine. So I I, I it's not a surprise to me. I, they absolutely deserve to be there, and I think both of them are going to make
0: themselves a lot of money. Uh, when they go to the Combine, because I think they're going to impress. For that reason, Jason, I think it is a big deal, because BYU is likely going to have two guys drafted into the NFL because of the emergence of Harvey Longy at the Senior Bowl, put on a great display, was amazing in the Poinsettia Bowl, with 16 tackles back in his linebacker position. It's a big deal for BYU to have multiple draft picks. It's been a long time, and both of these guys being invited to help further that is absolutely a big deal. Number three.
2: Big deal, no deal. WCC coaches picked the Batcats to finish fourth in the WCC.
0: You take this one, Angry mm. Spencer. Mm, okay, you want me to go Angry Spencer on this? <laughs> because if you don't, I'm going to. Okay, I say this is a big deal because it fuels BYU baseball. Coaches should know better. Yes than to pick BYU fourth after what the Cougars pulled off last year. And I know they're looking on the surface at, well, they lost Michael Rucker, their star pitcher. Who do they have coming back? They've got a better offense coming back. That's who, and if you can score a lot of runs, you're going to win a lot of games, and the pitching rotation is more balanced this year. While it was star heavy, led by Mike Rucker, after that, it was kind of like, ah, injury here, injury there. Let's piece it together and hope that it lasts the balanced pitching rotation and a an even better offense dare i say is going to fuel BYU fourth place that's just straight disrespect and i hope they use it as a chip on their shoulder it's disrespect oh they'll
1: they'll use it and absolutely it is a big deal because it's ridiculous for one of the reasons you mentioned you see all these publications coming out that uh, that has BYU number 1 or number 2 the, the people that should know this BYU team the most are the coaches of the opposition. And for them to pick them fourth, I think, is ridiculous. So absolutely, it is a big deal. They will use this as motivation. Mm. This is a team that can win the West Coast Conference
0: without question. They
2: did last year yes. in the regular
0: season. Yes. Goodness. Number four.
2: Oh, by the time we get to number five, we're going to have angry Jason and angry Spencer mm.
0: here. <laughs>
2: number four, big deal, no deal. The number, 192. Huh? Next! Countdown to the
1: Vikings. Go to number five. Next! One-ninety-two. Next! Yes! Big deal! (laughs) Of course it's a big deal. It's a big deal because the countdown made its appearance on the show, and it's a big deal because we're in the 100s. Next. Big deal. Next. Now now we're really going to see Angry Spencer. Number
2: five! (laughs) Big deal, no deal. Lego Batman is the best movie I've seen in ten years. (laughs) I can't weigh in on this because I haven't seen it.
1: I need to see it. Look, it's a big deal. I love the movie, but if that's the best movie you've seen in ten years, Ben, you need to go out and see some more movies.
0: Uh, (laughs) There's
2: been
1: some really good movies in the last decade. Wow.
0: Yeah,
1: it was really good. Really Really good impact on. I'll say great. But come on, ten years? Come on. Holy cow. Ten
0: years? Excuse me. Up next, we're refreshing today's headlines. In that nice, neat little package we call the Cougar Whip Around, including some NFL football, payback week for basketball, and a little golf. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Shall we whip it? It's Whoosh. time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football.
1: The NFL has released its official list of Combine participants. Jamal Williams and Harvey Longy will represent the Cougars at the Combine as they get ready for the NFL draft. The Combine will be held February 28th through March 6th in Indianapolis.
2: Men's basketball.
0: Payback week for men's basketball as they look to avenge losses earlier this season against San Diego and St. Mary's. Eric Mika joined us in studio today to talk more about tomorrow's matchup against the Toreros. Listen to the podcast if you missed it.
1: Softball. Coming off a nice showing in Mexico including an upset over number 13 Washington, the softball team enters the coaches poll ranked 25th. It's the first time that they've been ranked since 2011. The team plays in the Demarini Desert Classic in Las Vegas starting on Thursday.
0: Golf. Men's golf traveling to Hawaii to compete in the John A. Burns Intercollegiate. 18 teams will play 54 holes over three days. That sounds fabulous. (laughs) Cougars placed 13th last year at this very event
2: swimming and diving
1: men's and women's swimming and diving begin the mpsf championships in pasadena california today through saturday the men's team has taken first place at the mpsf championships for the last three years the women's team has taken fourth
0: place the last two future guests on the show include men's tennis head coach brad pierce listen people he's played in a major in a number of major tennis tournaments Really cool guy. Also, President Coach Steve Cleveland on the current state of BYU basketball. And Jalen Reyes of BYU men's volleyball to preview a couple of big weekend matches as the Cougars look to continue dominance in the MPSF. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise
1: and Shout today, Jason? How about we give it to Jamal Williams and Harvey
0: Longy for representing BYU at the NFL Draft Combine? Yeah, you can't go wrong with those two guys. Yeah, and Ty Detmer will always uh, add his <laughs> voice to that, <laughs> that matter. Jamal Williams and Harvey Long, and good enough for the Rise and Shout. Our Twitter question today, which BYU Hoops player is poised to have the greatest impact down the stretch? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
2: Tweet, tweet.
0: At our Greenhaw huh? says Nick Emery, we haven't seen enough from him this season, but we can do something special if he can turn it on. I was thinking a lot about that on my drive into work today. Nick Emery is capable of just going absolutely bonkers. Like, if, if, he, if the light flips on for him, and he's been really good defensively. He's yep. really helped BYU that way. If the light goes on for him offensively, watch out. Our Elite Tweet of the Day, at Kip Kent. <laughs> Nick Emery's not the same as last year. Mika will keep bringing, but a resurgent Emery would be a difference maker. There you go. Two for Nick Emery right there.
1: Thanks to our guests today, Eric Mika, Keaton Kringlin, everybody on the crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter.
0: Use the hashtag BYUSN. Which is the better movie, the Lego movie original or the Lego Batman movie? Help me out. You need to go see Lego Batman. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to BYU softball. See you tomorrow.